Killian and Shaft are having an ale at the Ale Bender Tavern. Killian's observing the crowd and tactfully pointing out the, the shady business at play. Well, you see that little tart over there? Talking to the well-dressed fancy lad? I'll take a sip of my ale and sort of scan the bar a little bit and go, Yep. And I bet you noticed her rotund chest. Yep. Well, I guarantee that fancy lad will notice too. She's just a shill. The guy talking to her there? The fancy lad, you say? Oh, just in a one moment, there'll be lighter in the coin department. And almost... Like, timed perfectly with Killian's words, uh, this this woman, she kind of doubles over in laughter at something this this fancy lad has said. She's kind of tug, tugging at her, at her blouse, kind of exposing a little more of her assets to draw this guy's attention. Oh my! You can hear her clearly, loudly exclaiming across the bar and looking a little embarrassed as she tries to cover herself up. And... During all of this going on, of course, from Chaff or now paying attention, this third person comes up behind this fancy, fancy lad. Just a quick nick, quick slice with a with a dagger, and rids him of his coin purse. Uh, I'm just gonna look for a second. I see this all go down, and I sort of look at uh, Killian and say, "Ah, poor sucker." Lost all his money. Yeah, he deserved it, Shaft. He came in here wanting to give that away. He didn't get robbed. He gave a donation to the, the more enlightened. I uh, suppose you could see it that way. Yeah. Uh, you think you look one way, you should be looking the other. This woman excuses herself and walks you know, out of out of the main room, kind of into it, this this back room, telling this 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 man you can overhear her saying, "She'll be right back. Just order another drink for me." She says, "Okay, I'll finish my ale off and go." Uh, well, that that was interesting. Yeah, done with the drink there, Shaft. Ah, uh, yeah, I've I've had quite enough, I think. All right, quick. He kind of tosses a coin onto the counter for the bartender and leads you out of out of the bar kind of circling and around off of the the main road and into this this back alley where you see the this woman and the man the thief they're kind of divvying up this payoff between the two of them so uh i'll look over to him and say uh so killian i mean no offense but if you're asking me to be uh your thief for you i don't think i'd be very good at that uh, don't sell yourself short there, Shaft. I think you'd be great at it, a man of your stature. But that's risky. It's risky being a thief. The real dough, it's in the contract work. But, uh, we may be getting ahead of ourselves on that one. The one thing you should take to heart with this, you just gotta find your own cleavage. Your own angle. I think I see what you're getting at. Well, first you 
Gotta learn your way around the city if you're gonna operate in it. Gotta have the places to run. To hide and take shelter when things get too hot. That's the best tip to learn. I guess that makes sense, yeah. And Killian now has changed his bow for a rapier that he, weighs, that he wears at his waist, drawing in and three quick jabs into this pile of garbage in, the, in, the, in this alley, causing rats and cockroaches to scurry out of the pile. Three more quick jabs as he attempts to skewer one of these as they're kind of fleeing these insects and rodents, finding the, the crooks and crannies and this cobblework uh, side of this building, avoiding his his thrusts. There's no honor in getting stabbed, Shaft. It hurts. Always know where the crannies are. Know when you need to disappear in them. There's... There's a lot of dead heroes out there not as skilled as they thought or as lucky take a word from me get lucky or orchestrate it so you can be lucky the best way to keep breathing yeah i'm starting to see what you're what you're uh, teaching me here buddy makes a lot of sense now off to the brothel. What? Brothel. Uh, alright. I'm really not in the mood right now, honestly. Uh, it's not really my thing. Well, you can't find what your thing is there, but that's not what we're looking for here. We're, we're looking for information. That's how you know a city. You find the scum. You look them out, you seek them, you talk to them, you befriend them. And hopefully you don't become quite as scummy as they are. So, a brothel's a good place to to do what? I mean, I know what it's good for, but why are we going there? Well, the working girl, she knows, she knows the scum. And knows there's money in the, providing a good time, a service. It's much easier for them to provide the service of information given. How can you trust a, I don't know, woman of the night not to just take you for all you're worth? Well, they're about as honest as any other folk, but you shouldn't be trusting anyone there, Shaft. You take what they give you, and you use it yourself, or you find that it's complete trash. Uh, okay. It, it seems to make sense. Just, uh, keep it professional. Cash for info. No tit for tat. You get involved with the wrong harlot, you don't know what you'll be out. More than just your coin purse. And he leads you kind of down this alley and around a corner and walking into this building very lavishly adorned on the outside of it, uh, made to look like the entrance of a cave, and engraved in wood, kind of stenciled, like car, uh, burned into it above the door is the Caverns of Wonder. Killian opens the door, gesturing a hand for you to walk inside. I'll go in. 
And he, as he falls, he just he yells, Daisy, my love, I'd like to you to meet my good friend Shaft. He's looking for your services. How you doing? Many months later, Killian and Shaft, they walk out of the back room of the Tickly Servant, coming up this flight of stairs, past Frank the Dragonborn. Killian hands Shaft a pouch of coins, and they sit at the bar. And that's how it's done. Yeah, it's almost too easy these days. Hey, Jelly, uh... Give me uh, one of the usual, uh, uh, make it two. You see, she gives you a quick nod. It uh, doesn't always go that way. Yeah, but, I mean, hell, that was easy. I mean, that's just money in our pocket. Uh, don't get cocky there, kid. But I think you may be ready for your own job. And... Killian turns to Jelly as she's approaching with your drinks. Let's see what's on the menu. And Jelly sets your drinks down, kind of ruffles into the, the apron around her waist, surreptitiously slides a piece of parchment on the bar top towards the two of you. And you see, it's, it's, it's not written in common or anything, it's a series of uh, shorthand signs and and symbols and which you have learned from Killian as being thieves can't and it's just this list of names with a bunch of basically what look like serial numbers and uh, various letters next to them close your eyes and pick one shaft I put my finger in on top of it close my eyes jam it down Brightwood. That's that sounds like a good job. Cor- the corners of Killian's mouth they kind of perk in this slight smile. Uh, let's try again. Pick another. No, I'm good with this one. Just fine. Look at the payout. I mean, that's pretty damn sweet. Uh, you're not ready for this one. It's uh, it's a big job. I can do it. Take another drink of my beer. We're fine. It sounds like a good one to start with. Well, you'll need a whole bossy to take on this one. And, uh, between you and I, it ain't just Detmer that wants this Brightwood. Hmm. Well, I... I mean, it's, it's, it's a big payout, and I think I know enough about what I'm doing now to be able to... to make it happen. I know people. You know I know people. You know some people. All right, I'll pick another one then. I close my eyes, go over, drop my finger. There, what about that one? Sam Smith. That sounds... Oh, man, it's not even much of a payout. Much better. Low risk. And don't scoff at the payout. It's right here in Demers District. Let me know how it goes. Alright, yeah. Easy. And he gives you a pat on the shoulder and downs his own ale, slams the mug down on the bar, and hops off his stool. Night, Belgrum. Yeah, night, night, pal. I'll sit there for a minute. I'm gonna wait till he leaves. 
Then I'm going to pull the, uh, the the menu of uh, bounties over to me and take a look at it again and reach into my pouch and I have this little book, a uh, little leather book, open it up and I'm going to write down the name Brightwood. Hello, incorrigibles! Welcome to the second release of March Madness. Now, pay attention and get caught up on what's happening in Heracleon. Come morning, the party discusses their plans for the day in Heracleon. Leaving Falzern's home, they find a humanoid bird, an Aarakocra bard by the name of Kek, laying on his front porch. Shikara is drawn to the loot Kek carries. Three elegantly engraved, circular serpents ending in a dragon's head adorn the instrument's face. Inviting Kek to breakfast, she ultimately accompanies Shaft and Shakara to the creepy aura to acquire more tattoos and to share many drinks together, before heading back into the city to find Alstoff Tinnerman's Tinkerer's Shop. Me and Falzerin return to the western shore where Falzerin dives back down to his triton dead drop, once more to search for signs of his message being received. He finds the marker stone untouched, however, causing him to search the underwater area for any signs of larger creatures passing through, but is unable to find any. And now, the adventure continues. So the three of you would like to go to Alstoff's. Yes. Yeah, I think that... I think we'll we'll go staggering out, sort of walking up through the town, and you know maybe take a shot glass, uh, sort of palm uh, palm one, and as I'm going down the street, just swinging it in the air and smash it against the side of a building. You know we're we're all pretty hammered. How hammered is a shaft compared to me and Shikara? How many drinks were each of you having? I had at least three. Uh, I think we all sort of kept up with each other, so. Yeah, I, I stopped when I started performing, so... You want to do some constitution saving throws? <laughs> yeah, you can do a con save, both of you. Okay, I got a six. Well, you're within ten feet of me, so you get to add four. Oh, 20. <laughs> there you go, he's golden. Eighteen. I was hoping for a three. <laughs> Eighteen, I'm still upright. <laughs> wow, yeah, actually, they both look pretty good, considering how much they drank. Yeah. <laughs> they had a belly full of shepherd pie, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, Shaft, why don't you make me a survival check to try to follow the instructions that Falzern gave you and, and make it to Alstoff's? Okay, that's a 10. You're able to, uh, at the very least, get in the vicinity and maybe ask somebody for directions or something, and you find that you're like, you're just one block off. And you, you get to a, a very quaint-looking building, and it, it just has a very hanging sign, hang, uh, a sign hanging above the the door that just says Tinnerman's. All right, I'll go in. This is the place, guys. Is, is Chef taking the lead there and going in first, right? Or I'll just before you you like you enter, probably I'll just hold back for one second and uh, hold back Shikara. Do you enter completely or? Yeah, I open the door and I sort of look back at you guys and go, This is a place, come on. Okay, then never mind, we'll just I'll just follow. <laughs> okay. 
and I'll I'll walk in, and uh, what what's it look like? So it's a fairly small location. As what you've kind of walked into is more of a more of a showroom than an actual shop for things for sale. As you kind of see on on the wall, there's a bunch of what look like like sketch like schematic sketches kind of pinned up of various little uh, little trinkets or, or like clockwork things. Um, you know, there's one for like a, a small mechanical bird, uh, another for like a, an actual like music box and that kind of thing. It seems as if you can come in here and basically say, hey, can you make me this? Or I really like that. I would like to place an order for that kind of thing. And uh, you do see the, a counter that is quite short as it, it is matches your size, basically, Shaft, as Alstoff as you guys had witnessed at the docks, is a gnome. But there is nobody behind this counter, but there is a little bell sitting atop it. I'll ring the bell. And you hear you... some... What? I was going to say, do you ring What it kind of snide like, comment drunkenly? would you like? Well, because he's drunk, so is he like... <laughs> ding, ding, no, ding, ding, I, ding, ding. he rolled a I 20 a, on his concept. I, I rolled a he's 20. Fine. Yeah. Because it's a bell, I want to ding it as well. I'll just <laughs> ding, 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 like make it a me- melody. <laughs> Okay, why don't you roll a performance for that, then? <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, it's 27. Okay. Jeez. And you hear some... <laughs> yeah, you won't perform. You, like... hear the, you hear some clattering of metal, it sounds like, from a back room, and you see a, kind of a, a, swinging, a set of swinging doors opens in this little gnome with a grayish beard and kind of balding on top. He kind of steps out, and... He lo- he comes out with like an angry face, but then he really starts to hear this melody, this har- harmony that you've struck up with this <laughs> this bell somehow. And you see his features kind of soften a little. Well, uh, customers, uh, that's thank you. As lovely as that is, that's enough of, of the bell. Uh, how, how can I help you? Yeah, nobody plays the bell like a uh, like cat here. She can do shaving a haircut. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Anyway, uh, hi. Like to uh, inquire about maybe purchasing a thing or two here from your fine establishment. Well, I can certainly take an order. Is this Alstoff or is this somebody? Yes, yes, you do recognize this as being Alstoff from from where Falzern pointed him out on the docks that first day you arrived here. Okay. Um, Is everything you got here all mechanical in nature? I mean, is it all animated and... And such? Well, that's what I specialize in. Yes, I'm a, I'm a tinkerer. So, what I want is I want to have some kind of manacles made up for me that I can have sort of contract or expand as needed. As in the length between them or the cuff size itself? Cuff size. If I need to get somebody a little big, or if I, you know, if I get something a little too big, they can slip, slip out if they're a small guy. And if I get something for a small guy... I uh, can't put it on the big guy. You know, I not that I have to get into my profession, but let's just say it's all for on the up and up, and and this might be something I could uh, pay handsomely for. I think I can certainly help you out here. What kind of metals were you thinking for this to be crafted as? The metal will dictate the price and the strength of the mechanism. Uh, any suggestions on something maybe, let's just say, that could hold an ogre, for example? Well, 
I certainly would suggest standard pricing would be made of iron, but I do have recently received a shipment of adamantine in which I could possibly craft this out of for you. It could be quite costly, but what stronger metal is there than adamantine? I, I'm going to leave that up to the experts. I'm no metallurgist, but uh, I'm, a, I'm assuming you're telling me this is worth the money. I absolutely assure you that it is, as this type of metal even resists magic. Oh, nice. What are we, uh, what are we talking? Well, certainly a day's labor, and most of the cost is in the, the labor itself. I think I could rig you something up for 200 gold pieces. I would expect half up front, and you could inspect the goods once they're crafted, and decide for yourself whether or not you would like to take them, as... Uh, I'm afraid I can't just go crafting and delving my labor without some type of payment up front. Uh, okay. I sort of look back at the other two and I go, you guys looking for anything? Maybe we can work out a bulk deal here. I'm not looking for anything. Nor I. I pictured when you, when you went to talk to him, I kind of pulled Keck aside and we stepped back a little bit from you. So we're only like half paying attention to what you're saying. Okay. In that case, uh, I'll go. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I'm in for that, and I'll pull out a hundred gold pieces and slide it across the table, and I'll say I'll sort of look at him and go, "Hey," uh, and I'll look back and say, sort of quiet to him, "How are the shipments coming for Samuel?" I'm uh, afraid I don't know what you mean. It's okay. I I think you know what I mean, and. I think you may be a little bit behind schedule, you think? You roll a deception for me. 21. Well, i very curious. Uh, wasn't aware that somebody was being sent other than the good doctor. I'm afraid that I've never really spoken to Samuel himself. Did you arrive with Isabella? No, Isabella and I are uh, not... Not on the same trip here, but uh, just here to check on things and make sure there's no issues. Well, I don't know. We certainly had a bit of a an accident, I su- you could say, at the docks. But all the goods, I can assure you, still fully functioning. And we'll arrive to the mainland in a few days. So are they, is it just the snakes this time? I can't recall. Uh, it's it's all types of good, en- just enchanted metal. I mean... Snakes, the, the the diggers, the 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 giant ballistas. I just fulfill the orders. I'm, I'm sure you understand. Not at the top of the pecking order. And you're you're getting your payment on time, correct? I've been fully compensated. Yes. All right. I'm just here to check up. And uh, while I was here, I thought I'd pick up some cool manacles. So uh, nice doing business. I'll see you tomorrow. Come around the same time. I'll have them ready for you. Okay. So I sort of turn back around to those guys. Hey, I'm. I'm good. You ready? And while he was doing all that, I uh, pulled Keck back away from him to the other side of the shop. To the other side of the shop. I just, I'm sorry. I am drawn to your loot, to these dragons, serpents. Is there anyone close that could hear us, or is it safe to talk? You keep hushed tones. You're kind of at the back of the shop. There's no one else in the shop. Seems like Shaft is occupied and in his own kind of hushed <laughs> conversation with Alstar. 
We need to talk. We really need to talk. Uh, uh, yeah, we need to talk about Falzrin. Oh? You have information on Falzrin? Yes. Uh, about what? About how much of a threat he is. To you. And to everyone. I already had some suspicions. Is there anywhere where we can talk more about this before the party tonight? Because basically that's kind of where why I'm here. The party is just a bonus. I mean, still needs party in my life, right? Oh, Shaft! Keck just told me of a place you may like to visit in town. A place with a certain type of ladies? Oh, yeah? Here in Heraklion? Well, down by the port. Falzern did say there was... Oh, the, I don't want any uh, anything down by the port. Don't want to catch any scurvy. <laughs> 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 Is that what they call it? Uh, I... Yeah, but but I but Falzern did tell me of a place, and now that you bring it up, it does. Uh, I do have some time. If you guys could take care of yourself, right? Oh, definitely. We can meet everybody back at the library, at the Knowledge Center. Oh yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, catch you guys later. Okay. So Shigara and Kek, where do you want to continue? Now Shaf has left the shop and he's the Alstaff. He still kind of gives you an eye, but he's sitting at his at the counter here and you see he's pulled out a large piece of parchment as he seems to be making some sketches as he appears to be have gotten to work on, on this request from, from this new client of his. I think I would uh, grab Keck's arm and run out the shop and into an alley next door and kind of like look around, make sure nobody sees us and duck into the alley. You must share with me. Everyone else can get off mic. <laughs> Dang you! <laughs> <gasps> I have my suspicions about Falzerin, but I do need them confirmed, for they are only thoughts. Which suspicions do you have? Maybe I can answer them. It seems to me that his best friend being a deep scion and him not knowing is too convenient. I believe he knows more than he is letting on. He definitely knows stuff. I mean, Falzrin, he's gonna... I was sent here to talk to you about Falzrin because he has no intention of stopping Kralakina. Or dealing with Erika. He is working with the cult? He is on the side of the Kraken? Yes. And this whole Triton thing is... What? A ruse? I'm, I'm not sure. I just know certain things that I can share with you now. And the most important thing is me telling you about Frelsrin and that he is going to be an issue. So we have to find a way to, to deal with him. Or I, I, I'm sent here to discuss that with you. And I'm letting you make the choice. I'm here to help in any way. Sent by whom? By Dendar. 
Dendar gave me a vision of Falzarin being a deep scion. I can confirm that. How do you know Dendar? Dendar helped me when I I was a young, young, young Arakakra. I was born mute, so I was not able to perform as I wanted to. Dendar gave me my bardic abilities. That is very interesting and amazing. Dendar has given me this ring. And I show you the ring that's on my finger and it is a blue uh, serpent body with a dragon head. It enhances my own natural abilities. I have yet to test it, though. I only recently came to know Dendar. I am not sure what is going on. I only know what I need to on a need to know basis, so I don't know what's the plan or what to do. I only knew that I am here now to deal with the situation. Whether that be it with you taking the lead and letting me know what to do or having to take uh, things into my own hands. Does Dendar wish Falzarin's removal or incapacitation? That would be the best for all of Aspara, the removal. That is not something I take lightly. I have sworn an oath to my ancients to preserve Aspara. And if Falzarin is in somehow a threat, then yes, he must be dealt with. I need to speak with some of these elders. You can get us into this party tonight, yes? Yes, yes, I can definitely get us into the party. If I can arrange a meeting with the elders, I'm gonna try my best. Maybe I can uh, charm them for you. I was told the most likely to speak to us and that would have the information I seek would be a Geneva Vansk. Do you know this one? I, 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 no, I don't know the elders by name or anything. It was just... Uh, I, I am just here to play for them, but I have no business with the elders. Except that I know that I have to perform there. So we cannot expect the aid from the Tritons? No. This is not good news. I have no way to reach the Tritons myself, so we must find out all the information we can about the Kraken and any weaknesses it may have. Maybe we can get those from Felsrin if we can get him alone? If he is playing us the fool, I do not know if we can make him crack. Mayhaps two of us together, though. I have a friend back in Pisces seeking answers as well. He knows of Dendar also. He is definitely on our side. I wish I had some way to get a message to him. We best head to the library now. They may be waiting for us. We cannot let Falzarin know we are onto him just yet, but we should definitely not leave him alone with anyone. 
No. If he is as much a threat as Dendar believes him to be. Okay, so we'll head off towards the library. So when I leave the building, I I'm gonna look around. Does the building like does it have windows and things? Yeah, absolutely. There's kind of a, a narrow side alley that you could get around to the the rear of it, as it's kind of in the middle of two streets. In the back of again, it's less of a street and more of a, a larger back alley, in which large enough in which you could take a cart down, uh, as if maybe you picking up or dropping off deliveries. Okay, so I want to go sort of go back into that area, uh, a little stealthy, just sort of. Not like I'm sneaking, but just walking down the alley. And if I see anybody, just sort of stop and look like I'm, uh, you know, looking at something and and not really uh, on a mission. I'll, I'll cast Pass Without a Trace on myself and try to sneak over and want to see where this loading dock or, or some if there's some kind of way that they're taking stuff and loading it into boxes, if I can get a, a look and see what they're doing. And as you, you kind of come around this that narrow alley down the side, you do hear... The, the clip-clop of a, of a horse on cobblestone, uh, like horseshoes. So you, you, know, you kind of slow and you peer around. Why don't you make me a stealth check? It would be a 17. Uh, no, it, uh, more than that. Plus, plus your pass without trace? Right. Yeah, 27. Okay, 27. Yeah, that's good. Uh, as you are able to peer around the corner of the building... You see, you do see a wagon there has come and stopped at the rear of it, and it does seem there's a, a couple of human workers. They look like they're dressed similarly to some of the dock workers, and they are loading smaller crates than what you saw was hoisted by the crane, but still cargo, basically. They're loading into the back of this, this wagon. I want to try to sneak into either position or be able to go into the building to see the actual things that they're working on, not just uh, the boxes. Yeah, so on the on the back here, there's a large what a large double door, like almost if it's a, if it's a barn door, and see that is kind of swung open as it opens into this back street. So it's it's flung wide open, and that's kind of where they're loading the these crates from. And next to it, further like closer to you, there is a a regular man door, just a wooden door with a regular knob, and it does appear it has a, a, a keyhole in it. And then to the right of that, uh, a small window. Okay. I'm going to check the door, see if I can open it. it. It does appear to be unlocked, absolutely. And as you as you cross, though, you pass, you do pass the window, and you can peer inside, and you see uh, lines of tables full of there's scrap metal, and there's rolled-up parchment all over the place. And you don't see any sign of Alstoff in the back here. But basically just these two workers on the outside pulling crates to and from the, the this little dock where they've been left and the wagon. So it looks like quite a production, right? It doesn't look like it's meant to be a quick production. It's not like assembly line-ish, but there is a lot of scrap material back here, which you could surmise would be meant for producing quite a few well, quite a large number of whatever he is making okay I think that's pretty good amount of information at least until I talk to everybody else so I'm gonna sneak back out and then uh, I'm gonna try to find uh, maybe the name of one of those places that I might visit later and then head over to the library okay great 
Shakara and Keck, you finish your conversation in this alley and you arrive at the library. Walking inside, you, you find Mia and Falzerin waiting for you. And shortly behind you, uh, Shaft walks in as well. You're all reunited once again. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, that we're all able to find each other. How was, how was uh, your afternoon or your morning? Did you talk to the Tritons? No, he didn't. Ugh. Unfortunately, the, I, I must have left my, my signal too late in the day yesterday, but I'm quite sure that it will be found at some point today, and I should be able to meet them again tomorrow. We'll just have to stay another night. How convenient. What, what do you mean, convenient? I just I look at Keck, and I just kind of walk away a little bit. I look at Falzer, and I give him a look like, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, Falzern is is a bit taken aback and not sure what to think of that comment. Do you plan on talking to the Tritons, or are you leading us on a goose chase? Uh, what? Shikara, I, are you I trying to help us, or are you a hindrance? Hey, ho- hold on. Hey, what, hey. What's Shikara, going on here? Yeah, calm down. Shikara, I, I don't know why you're so this upset all This is all a, a big ruse to you. For for what purpose? What could I possibly have to gain from this? You, you are on the side of the Kraken. I, I assure you that is not true. Uh, I don't think there's evidence to prove that yet. Shakara just... He has not done anything he has said he was going to do. He has not helped us. We've, we've all had a lot to drink here, and hopefully we can go drink a little bit more. But oh, you guys were drinking, eh? The... Yeah. Call oh, down, yeah. everyone. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start a song where, like, oh, we're reunited, but calm down. Like, calm down. Yeah, we're, we're, it's all cool. Falzerin's a good guy. I've known him for a while, and he's definitely not with the Kraken. I have not known any of you for long. Shikara, where's all this coming from? Yeah, I, I don't understand why all of a sudden the, your sudden change in tone, Shikara. I, I'm a bit surprised that at these accusations. Things have been revealed to me. I cannot at this time say from whom. I'll, uh, I'll look at Falzer and I'll go Brendel all over again. Exactly. Yeah, How could you not have known that Brendel was not what he said he was? You, he said, you said he was your best friend. How did you not know? How did you not suspect? Can I do some sort of check on what Shakara is saying to, like, see how I feel about it? You want to do an insight check? Yeah, maybe. Because it does seem like like a switch has been flipped and all of a sudden she's just, like, really angry. And, um, Shakara, you can make a, a contested persuasion. 21 for insight. 20. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. So yeah, you you do feel like this is a strange uh, switch, but you also recall a, co- a private conversation that you and Shakara had as well. For sure, but I just yeah. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of grab Falzerin and sort of step back a little bit because I know him a lot better than I know these two, and she seems to be really going off on him. And uh, so I'll pull him aside and go, "What's she talking about?" I I have no idea, Shaft. This has taken me completely by surprise. I I understand that it it doesn't look good that you know that 
my best friend turned out to be evil, but I... Oh, we're, we're past all that. What's the Kraken deal? I, I know as... Why do you think she thinks you're in with the Kraken? I know as much about this Kraken as you do, Shaft. I have no idea. He plays the innocent well. Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fill me in here. What did he? What do you think he did? Uh, Shakara, unless you have some sort of accusation that you can back up with proof against me, I I I'm really offended, and I don't I don't appreciate these things you're levying against me. Shaft, you guys you guys were all together. Who could she have talked to today that changed her mind like this? There's been such a noticeable difference. I did take a, a little little jaunt off by myself for a little while. That's why I'm asking. Can I do an insight on Keck? Her reaction when I say that? Sure. Keck, you can do a contested roll. <laughs> you ain't going to deceive me. 15. 26. You see Keck... Keck shuffles a little closer to Shakara, and you see her put a hand up to the goggles in which she's wearing. It's tough to read, like she has a beak for a mouth, so it's tough to right. read. It's tough to read uh, facial expressions or differences, but you can you can sense in, in the body language that it, it that it's clear that the two of them have had some type of uh, conversation. And the goggles potentially. Hmm. Okay. So Keck, what are you doing? I want to look around with my goggles at everyone. Absolutely, and your goggles work as you look at Falzerin. The rest of the party appears to be normal through the vision of your goggles. I desperately try to lighten the mood by trying to make music, but I'm not sure if that's going to do something. As soon as she starts playing, I'm going to look at her and go, Hey, we'll listen to you tonight. And I'll look over at Shakara and and I'll say, So, what did he do? And before Shakara can answer, you see the librarian at the the counter. Excuse me, this is a library. (laughs) Please, if you could take this conversation outside. You're being quite loud. I'm I'm so sorry. I, this is embarrassing. L- let's go outside, everyone. As this, as this librarian has suggested, this is no place for this sort of conversation. This is this is so embarrassing. You are embarrassed, and I'll just storm outside. I'm not I'm not waiting for him. I'm not going to walk behind well, him. Yes, Shakara. This is a a place of learning. I'm not paying attention to him. <laughs> storm outside. Trying to think of what Mia would do. I think that she feels closer with Shakara. So, like, can Mia pull Shakara aside? Shakara's storming out. You can quickly chase after. Okay, her if I'm gonna you chase. Want. I'm gonna chase after. Shakara, hold up, hold up. I'm also running out after them. Is this the same librarian I saw before? It is. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm going to a party night. I'll come back and talk to you later. And then, and then go out. Do I catch up to you, Shakara? Are you willing to talk yeah, to me? Yeah, I'll grab you and pull you aside. I'll pull you aside, and I want to talk to you without Keck present. Shakara, what do you say to that? Keck is quickly behind you. What do you have against Keck? Nothing. I just... I want to talk to you alone. I don't know Keck. I just... I want to know what you're talking about. You can trust me. We've talked about this before. Let me just say that... 
Things have been made clear to me. By a greater power, that Falzarin is not as he seems. Okay, so when you say that, what do you mean? Obviously you've been talking to Keck. I don't know who she is, I don't know what's going on, but what greater power and what do you mean by he's not as he seems? He seems like he's a good guy. He seems like a good guy. He is not. He is underhanded and undermining everything that I stand for. I have made an oath to protect Aspara. As have I. He is trying to destroy it. I don't know why you're so sure of this information right now. What could she have said to change it your mind? It was not like Keck. As I said, a higher power has shown me things. Hmm. I think this is about the time I would get out and I'd go over to Shakara and go, All right, what is it? Falzarin is not as he seems. That is all I am willing to say. I know he can swim fast. I know he's sort of a uh, doofus. We all know he can swim fast. Even I know he's a doofus right now. He's not, he's not evil. He's not trying to do anything. How do you know he is not evil? I've known him for a much, much longer. You did not know longer. Brendel was evil. I knew Brendel was useless and we were probably going to kill him at some point. Useless and evil is not the same thing. So he's evil, you're saying? I don't know. From all the stories that you guys have told me, it's not like he purposely killed Gozer or Bryn or anything. Like, obviously, he's to blame in some ways, but not, like, on purpose. I don't think he did it on purpose, Shakara. Things happen from inaction as much as from action. How does Falzren look, Jury? What do you have to say all this, Falzren? How are you looking as this is going on? Is I imagine you're leaving the library as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm apologizing profusely to the librarian and and just trying to make amends. One of my most cherished places that I go in my downtime has just been completely desecrated with this loud arguing. Um, No, I come outside, and I think I, I would have been making my way over to within earshot. And I'm just completely taken aback by this and really confused about why there's such a dramatic shift in Shakara's behavior. As he comes closer, I start to smoke comes out of my mouth. Like, I'm not fire-breathing, but, like, it's bubbling. Very agitated. Yes. Shakara, I, I don't know what I can say to to alleviate your suspicions, and I, uh, I'm i also a bit confused as to why all of a sudden you have these suspicions of me. That yes, Brendel was evil, and yes, I had been friends with him for years, but I assure you, I did not know that. And I don't know how long he was that way. It could have been very recent, within weeks perhaps even, that he was taken over by this, this evil deep scion that's that overtook his body. I, I don't think that should be levied against my character. Mia, in an attempt to mediate, is like, just like, it kind of just bubbles out of her. Uh, she heard from a higher power. I, she says her higher power, she says you're against all the oaths that she's taken and you're evil. You're trying to destroy Aspara. What? Destroy Aspara? I, I mean, I like to think that I'm a powerful magic user, but goodness, I 
I certainly don't have the means to destroy Aspara, nor would I want to. But the Kraken could. You see, you see Keck, she's staring intently at you, Falzerin. She pulls off the goggles in which she's wearing and she silently hands them to Shakara, motioning for her to put them on. I will put them on. Could I make an arcana check on those goggles? Um, if you had them physically in your hands, I'd let you... Well, okay, why don't you go ahead and do it for a disadvantage? So my arcana check was 14. You you could tell, again, without like physically manipulating them or examining them in your hands... Uh, you can you can certainly tell that some type of magic still resonates from them, uh, as if you know even from the the brief mention that Keck had had spoke about them how, how they they seem to influence her and like help her. There could be some type of magics associated with these goggles. And I'm obviously very suspicious that throughout all of this arguing without any good reason, Keck has handed these goggles to Shakara and she has put them on and then looked directly at me. Shakara, as you put them on, the world, even though the glass is clear, it is as if it is tinted, as if you're wearing sunglasses. And you peer around at your party members, and everyone seems normal, and you stare at Falzerin, and instantly his visage becomes that of a deep scion. Traitor! And fire breath Falzerin. March Madness is now one-third of the way over. I hope you enjoy it while it lasts. Come and tell us how much you love it and appreciate all the extra work Leland is doing. Or give us crap. That works too. Really, we just want to be acknowledged. Incorrigible Par on Twitter. Incorrigible Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can visit incorrigibleparty.com for additional world and NPC information and a link to our merchandise on Redbubble. John has made some really cool maps of the areas we've been. Incorrigible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design, blah, 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 criticalhitdesign.com. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of tabletopaudio.com, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! Welcome to the second bracket of the IP March Madness 2020. In the West, we have the ball bag kicking, halfling loving, most elegantly spoken Gorlock half orc, Horik, versus the Joaquin devotee, the woman who can heal any ailment as long as you've got the coin. Mother Celeste! The cleric wastes no time getting to casting, invoking the Golden Lady's name herself. By Joaquin's will, Hork appears to be paralyzed. Mother Celeste is immediately casting again, summoning her spiritual weapon. A huge statue of Joaquin's hover over Hork's head! She's ready to end this one early, folks. Wait, wait a second, I, I see movement. Hork has broken free of Celeste's hold person. He's... He's moving in with his axe, a massive swing! It sinks deep into Celeste's collarbone. Hork lands a brutal kick to her chest. Mother Celeste has lived a long life, ladies and germs, but it looks like it's finally come to an end. No! Mother Celeste has healed herself! She's back on her feet! You can barely see where Hork even cleaved into her. No, there's not much time for respite. Hork, Hork's on her in a flash. He he's lands yet another devastating slash, but... She heals herself again! 
How long could she keep this up? What's going on? Horrocks abandoned his axe now while Mother Celeste is stitching together her wounds. He's grabbed a hold of her spectral statue. Celeste, she's, she's slowed significantly here. Hork hoists the statue. It's above his head now. He brings it crashing down on Mother Celeste, crushing her to death. We have a winner! It'll take more than a greater restoration to fix that one. Whew, thrilling stuff. Uh, but we have one more bout for you folks. In the east, we have the meanest chieftain in the Vorgarak Mountains, the Gozer Beater himself, Clash Bone Collector! Versus one for the brawn and one for the brain, the Master Rower. Once they've taken three attempts to sync up, Statdorf! The Etten lumbers forward, arms spread wide, paddles in hand. Clash, he, he, he's keeping his distance, but but the reach they have, the paddles, they fly forward, they, they're brutally sandwiching Clash between them. Now that's how you get oared. Clash, he, he recovers quickly. As another sandwiching, it's coming, coming his way, but he lashes out with his longswords, cleaving the oars in half. He brings the blade back around now, catches Statdorf in the wrist, takes off a hand. That one must have been Dorf's because he's bellowing as loud as the crowd. Statdorf drops the broken oars. He grabs a hold of Clash with his one remaining hand. Oh my gods, in all my 20 years, I've, I've never seen anything so vile. Let's just say we know Clash didn't cut off the hand that wipes, folks. There's blood and uh, it's everywhere. And Statdorf's losing a lot of it. He, he can't keep a hold on Clash. The, the orc chieftain is up and swinging again, aiming high. Oh, catches Stat in the neck. He, he can't get it freeze. Wait, something else is happening. We've seen something similar here, folks. Clash's soiled golden chest plate, it's glowing. He's leaning on his sword hilt. The blade is moving again. A double beheading from Clash Bone Collector. For this winner, no heads are better. Wow. I'd hate to have to be the one that cleans up that arena. But uh, we'll, we'll see you for our third bracket in our next episode.